From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord, publishers and ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the greater Nashville area, in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. I'm delighted today to welcome you to our headquarters here in Murfreesboro and at the same time to welcome you to our broadcast because we get together here, we have a good time every day, we open the Bible every day, and today we're going to be looking again at Psalm 37. We've looked at this for a number of days now. In fact, this is the 13th one of these bullet points out of this great chapter that we've looked at. I mean, these are powerfully instructive things that the Lord gives us in His Word. And today we're going to be looking at verse 37 in Psalm 37, and I think it'll be a help to you. I've entitled this one, Mark That Man. That's what the Bible tells us to do here, and we're going to look at that in just a moment. Although this is Thursday, let me make an advance announcement. This weekend, I'm scheduled to be at the Central Baptist Church in Ocala, Florida. And we look forward to that. I have a wonderful time with them some Sunday in the wintertime every year. For many years, we've been doing it, and we will be there, Lord willing, this Sunday and looking forward to Sunday morning and Sunday night at Central Baptist Church in Ocala, Florida. I trust if you're in the area that you'll join us. And remember, the National Sword of the Lord Conference is coming July 17 through 20, and if you'll check us out at our website, all of the details are there at swordofthelord.com. Well, let's get right to our text now, Psalm 37 and verse 37, and here is what it says. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. Now, when it says, mark the perfect man, that's the reason why that I've entitled this, Mark That Man. When the Bible uses the term perfect in relation to a person, a human being, it's not talking about sinlessness. It's not talking about somebody who never, ever sins. The fact is, it's talking about maturity. It's talking about a person who has become a seasoned individual and who is in, we shall say, full bloom like they're supposed to be. Now, Human beings have a sin nature, and uh, that is just the fact. It is the way it is. And at the same time, when you and I come to Christ, we do not become sinless, but as I've often said, it does mean that we should sin less. In fact, sinless is one word, and sin less is two words. So what we're talking about is not that you will be absolutely perfect in the sense of sinless, but you will sin less whenever you have come to Christ and whenever you begin to take instruction from the Word of God about how to live the way the Lord would have you to live. So the Bible says that here's a man who has maturity, he's in full bloom, and you ought to mark him. Now, that just simply means we're going to take note of this man, we're going to identify him, and uh, listen carefully to what he has to say. In fact, when we say mark him, I think really it's like the Lord saying, don't miss this. You've got somebody here who has something to give, has something that you need to pay attention to, and he's just saying, listen up, take full note of it. And then the second part of that verse says, and behold the upright. Now, being upright is talking about living a good life, a godly life, a life where that righteousness matters and where that you're trying to follow that. So when we're talking about 
beholding the upright. I think this is telling us that maturity does the upright thing, and there is something here that is worth beholding, that is, it's worth looking at. And whenever you and I see a mature person, we ought to pay attention, and we ought to pay attention to how they have gotten to be that mature person, doing the upright thing, not living a low-down life, but instead finding the great principles that God lays out in His Word and doing what the Lord instructs us to do. Now, the last part of that verse says, and the end of that man is peace. The end of that man. Well, everybody does come to an end. Everybody does have a conclusion to their life. And I think what he's telling us here is that this man, this mature man, this man who has lived uprightly, he is going to be a man who's going to come to a good end. I think about it sometimes like this. Imagine living your life all these years, no hangovers. Well, you say, how did that come about? Well, you stay away from the liquor bottle. And I think about the fact that you've avoided a lot of other things that bring hurt and heartache, and you come to the place where, hey, living uprightly, that means you have no regrets or far fewer, less regrets. So we have the end of that man to consider. Now, here's the reason why that I think this is in the Bible. Several good things that are instructive for us. And let me read the verse again. It says, Mark the perfect man and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. So let's look at some instructive things here. Number one, the perfect man is somebody who is ahead of us. He is perhaps ahead of us generationally. He may be 20 years, 30 years, 40 years down the trail, older than we are. He's already got a track record that is a good track record. He has made a reputation for himself, and consequently, he has become an example that we can pay attention to. In other words, when you're looking for a mentor, you want somebody with a good track record. You want somebody who has an example that is worthy to be followed. I hear people sometimes say, well, you know, all the heroes have gone away. Well, I don't believe that uh, for a moment. The fact is, there are still good, godly people who live their entire lives following the Lord, doing what they ought to do. And yes, they are worthy of you looking at them as a hero of the faith. I know we get cynical. We get to the place where, oh, we've been betrayed a time or two, or somebody let us down, discouraged us so much so that we don't want to look to anybody for an example anymore. Well, that's foolishness whenever we get to be that cynical. We need instead to remember that there are people worthy to be followed, and as long as they are following Christ, as long as they are living by the book, the Bible, then you and I can follow along with them, and we can let them become the mentor and the example to whom we pay attention, and they, in fact, can be a hero for us. Now, in fact, I think if you don't have any heroes, uh, you are probably going to mess up yourself because you don't have anybody that you're paying attention to. So, number one, the perfect man is somebody, this mature man, is ahead of us. He is somebody that has a track record. Now, number two, it's necessary that you and I consider all of the events that are going on around us, but it is not necessary for us to experiment with everything that the world has to offer. You know, if you take advantage of your mentor's knowledge and wisdom, it will put you miles ahead in the game of life. 
I think about some of the people that have had great influence in my life. Uh, my granddad, especially the one on my dad's uh, side of the family, had great influence on me when I was growing up, and my dad had great influence. Even before dad really got his own life together for the Lord, uh, he often hammered on the fact that he didn't want us smoking, he didn't want us drinking, and other things like that that he nailed down and really etched those into my thinking when I was but a lad of a boy. And I owe my dad greatly because Listening to him paid off. It has really been a blessing, the fact that I listened to him, and uh, he and my granddad as well were great mentors for me when I was a little boy and growing into my teenage years. Later, I came to be influenced by Dr. John R. Rice, who was the founder of the Sword of the Lord Ministries that I now have the privilege uh, to head up. And uh, Dr. John Rice had great influence on me, and I'm thankful always for the testimony that he had and for the instruction that I gleaned from him. My predecessor here at the Sword of the Lord, Dr. Curtis Hudson, was a dear friend, a close personal friend. I loved him like a brother, and yet at the same time, he was just a little bit older than me, and uh, Dr. Hudson had great influence on me, and I respect him. I loved him for that influence. Now, everybody needs somebody in your life that you look to. They're mature enough. They're ahead of you. And uh, it's not necessary for us when we come along to say, well, we have to learn everything the hard way. We have to experiment with everything and find out for ourselves. No, it's good that you and I listen to some who have already paved the way for us. When I was a pastor, as I was for a long time before I came to the sword of the Lord and before I began traveling as an evangelist, I studied the men who were successful in the pastorate. I looked to some people who'd already gone down the trail and who were doing things the right way, who were listening to the Lord and who were following the Bible, and I tried to build as I did in the pastorate based on some of the things that I learned from those great men. Now, number three, when we're looking at this man that is a mature man, an upright man, and considering what we learn from him, the long term, the end of things should be considered. The verse says, the end of that man is peace. Well, the very next verse talks about those who go away from the Lord, and it says, the end of the wicked shall be cut off. So there's a difference, dear friend. Whenever you follow the Lord, it's going to come out better in the long run. I'm talking about in the eternal long run. It's going to come out better, and the end of this good godly man should be considered. I mean, whenever you think about dying and going where? Either to heaven or to hell? Well, yes, there's a difference, a big difference, and only having the Savior is going to make the difference that you need. And if you don't have the Lord in your heart, I hope that you'll get that settled real soon. I'd love to help you with that if I can. Now, number four, let me just remind you that as you follow those that are mature, and as you pursue maturity for yourself, there are going to be challenges. There are going to be temptations that will be thrust at you, things that if you yield to it is going to mess up everything. But let me remind you, the Bible tells us, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, there hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. That is, you're not a special case. You're not the first person that's been down this trail. And uh, these temptations are as common as dirt. And the fact is, the verse goes on to say, even though you have all of these temptations, God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. 
That means you can stand up to it. The devil doesn't have anything to throw at you that you can't handle with God's help. And so whatever temptations come, whatever challenges come, keep walking with the mature man. Now, there are two ideas, I think, kind of under the surface here in this verse. They are leadership and fellowship. And listen, our whole world is built on the ideas of leadership and fellowship. The fact is, everybody needs to have those that they look to for leadership. And all of us, in some capacity, in some role, we are followers. And you may have been given a leadership position, and if you have, that's wonderful. I hope you'll lead well and lead in a mature fashion. But all of us also are followers, and we need to learn how to lead. We need to learn how to follow and do both of those in a mature fashion. Now, remember, number six, you're not alone in this world. You do have people that are ahead of you down the trail already who will be a blessing to you and a benefit to you if you'll just pay attention. So we need to follow the mature man. And when we do, marking that man, the Bible says, following him, you too will become mature. And listen, as you do, you will have influence like this mature man does. And that is special indeed. Well, I hope that you will mark some men that are worthy to be followed, mature in the faith, mature in the Lord, and you can follow their leadership and learn from them. Well, look, we'll be back here again tomorrow, the Lord willing, and I do hope and trust that you'll be with me at that time. And until then, would you write me a note? Let me know that you're listening to the broadcast. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Well, until tomorrow, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now. Mm -hmm.